0: You are listening to The Parallel State. Okay, so uh, it's Friday the 11th of December 2020 um, and it's 8am um, in the UK and this is uh, State of the Nation and it's our international episode um, and we are delighted to have Hua uh, Jung and Kate Rich uh, joining us for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Kate is in Australia and Hua is in South Korea um so yeah we've got a lively conversation no doubt coming up and I'm going to hand over to uh John Dovey who's going to give us this morning's poem
1: yeah morning everybody so one of the experiences of uh living through the last uh, year of this pandemic I think has been um well, you know when you say to people how are you doing they often say oh god yeah, yeah am I right it's really weird isn't it and I think one of the uh features of that weirdness when you dig into it is that uh, it's about people's experience of time. And I've been thinking about that quite a lot recently. So this is a poem and it's called Out of Joint. I don't know how they've managed it, what kind of trick we've lost. Digging into the day-to-day, trying not to feel the cost of days of future event horizon receding, whilst Black Friday Zoom time just keeps right on speeding. When we were properly in the lockdown, back in the northern spring, we all seemed to embrace our slow. We baked Mm. bread, worked out a bit, took the kids to the park every day, watched the river flow, and time just about felt okay. Now we're all still in special measures, but around us rages a storm of chronological speculation that troubles me at every dawn. This month lockdown, next month that tear, then after a mass transit holiday in celebratory fear, to last till Easter, it'll be done by June, it'll be with us forever from a voice of doom. So the flags in all our calendars that we use to structure time are torn and limply drooping, anticipation in decline. That birthday, holiday or right off life's passage, uncertain, muffled, sad as a canceled marriage, Eid or Diwali, solstice, Hanukkah and Christmas, confined to soundproof chambers where celebrations fall in whispers. Some days feel like a minute, some more like a year. It's hard to use the present to keep away the fear that stalks the future, filling our days with invisible dread between inconvenience and terror for the days ahead. But a year, in the long run, we will mostly manage unscathed, build back better will soon be the slogan on the stage. The dead will be buried, the grieving will go on, the moon will rise and the earth will be held by the sun. Hua, tell us what you've been, uh, tell, tell us how you've been uh, doing in, uh, in, uh, in, in Korea, what have you been doing for the last uh, few months since we last spoke?
2: Well, you know the thing, the the time thing, because um, I still have a lot of work uh, in England. Um, I'm essentially doing double shifts, so I have my daytime activity. And then my evening is actually is is the morning for everyone in England. So um, my time is kind of out of sync with. With everyone, it's out of sync with people here. It's out of sync with people that I'm communicating with. So um, I think that's that's how I experience time. It's just like a rubber band. Um, Because I'm sitting in the same place while mentally I'm in different places with different people. So. All of the projects start melding into each other. It's like like a big spaghetti of time, you know? Like space and time, it's just all tangled, And and it it looks, it it feels very much like a rocking chair. (laughs) That's my experience of space-time.
1: Space-time has become a spaghetti-filled rocking chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that 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 just about sums it up, I think, for some. Of F F, yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty confusing. Image. Kate, tell us, tell us where you've been for the last. Where how you've been experiencing the the pandemic in in Australia? Where have you been, and uh, what have you been up to?
3: So, I washed up in um, Tasmania, Australia, in March, when it was all kicking off, and.
1: Were you locked down when you were
3: in Tasmania at any point? Only briefly. Um, We had the first, we had lockdown one um, with everyone, which now I can't even remember how long it was. Was it three months? I think it might have lifted in June. And because it's a small island with actually pre-existing strong biosecurity routines, Tasmania managed to keep it fairly under control, completely under control, actually eliminated it. Um, so we've been pretty free. There's, there's all these technical rules in place, but you don't actually notice them. So we've been pretty free since June. Melbourne, of course, had the most severe conditions in Australia and I think the world at some points with you know this crazy curfew and um, four, five month lockdown, after the first lockdown, that only just lifted really in the last few weeks. So we were both very close to the mainland and felt like worlds away from it. So there was certainly a lot of feelings of discrepancy. Where um, you know my family is in Melbourne, most of my work, likewise, is in um, the UK. So. Being in one context with your mind and a lot of your reality, in another one was quite disconcerting. I think.
1: Yeah. Um, so, so that's a common seems like that's common to you both is that actually your your that, 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 that time has become transnational and global in a in a, in a peculiar kind of way. Can you just say a bit about what kind of work you're, you're, you do, Kate, just for people that, that don't know anything about your own practice?
3: Well, I wouldn't say to become global, because it always was, it was more actually that other people are now doing the same thing and that this different use of time is recognised. So really, you know, I'm not answering your question, but strategically, um, that most of my, a lot of my experience of the pandemic and actually that of, you know, other people I know, is more of a sense that um, a lot of our reality or our headspace hasn't changed, but other people are entering it.
1: There's something else which I think is um, a a sense that a lot of people have that um, I read about often, which is that... um, the pandemic has accelerated tendencies that were there anyway in an underlying in the underlying structure of various kinds of things it's accelerated certain kinds of historical tendencies and it's also revealed certain kinds of underlying systemic flaws and um, and problems it, 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 so, so so rather like rather like it's said that wars do you know that certain things have been accelerated and certain things have been revealed um and and i think that's certainly true of the, the sort of sense of 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 the sort of time space compression that i was talking about um so when when you were, can i ask you both um about um planning and how you've been able to manage the balance between anticipation planning and day-to-day reality over the last uh few months wow. do you know what i mean by that that actually um seems to me that it's been very difficult to plan. And yet at the same time, you, you discover that your day-to-day life normally is predicated on all kinds of future plans. And those future plans are very uncertain. So that does some things to your day-to-day life. How's that, how, how have you been managing planning, Hua? Um,
2: I think I, I've gone through like the five stages of peace. And um, I, I think I was in denial for a long time. Or I was just waiting for things to blow over. And then when I realized it wasn't, I was angry and then I, and I'm, I'm up to the point where I've accepted it, and i've now I'm trying to think how can I not just accept the reality that of of, of chaos but um, or uncertainty uh, but embrace it so I'm at the how can I use this to my advantage stage of planning, which is um a bit like um riding a tide like i'm trying to into it so that it lifts me up instead of fighting it but it's taken me a long time to get to this point because I, I think i was i was really in the denial stage for quite a bit
1: that is a very lovely um metaphor about the tide Hwa. i mean it just immediately put me in mind of you know, sometimes if you're swimming in a river or in the sea and you just know you've got to go with it. you just gotta go with to get to shore, you've got to go with the flow, otherwise you're gonna drown. <laughs> that's a very that's a very <laughs> lovely way of thinking about it. Kate, hey, as, as 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 the as the uh, the dilemma between sort of your 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 one year or two year planning horizon and your day to day reality, has that been something that's been challenging for you or is it that been not not problematic?
3: So I think I was already pretty much prepared for most of this. When I look at most of the changes that I've gone through this year, and I've you know practically emigrated to Australia, which is where I'm from, but I hadn't lived there for 20 years. Um, and I hadn't lived in Tasmania before. I realized that actually, I think the way I've been thinking and living for most of my life has prepared me very well for this point. And what I was trying to describe before is Suddenly, I'm finding a lot more people in my kind of temporal and decision-making planning space, where questions of non-planning, how do, you, how do you work with non-planning, are becoming common to others and not just something that I was engaging with personally or with a very small group of people.
1: Yeah, that, that's so interesting for me, because both of you are sort of in some ways describing how um, a creative response to this challenge of, of managing these new... The temporal conditions. We've been talking about living with uncertainty and making plans accordingly, and uh, trying to use the trying to use uncertainty in a creative way. Um, what are your plans right now? Then? Uh, what are you what are you what are you what are, you, what are you imagining might be the next uh, six months for you?
3: Um. I'm pretty sure I'm not coming back in the next to, to the Northern Hemisphere in the next six months. So that bit's kind of easy, and that's actually just based on the fact that I've just gone through a COVID winter and I don't really want to do two back-to-back. That was a bit of a motivating principle for the year. Um, so I know I'm staying here in this country, um, which, you know, obviously having the double citizenship, it's it's an extraordinary advantage to be able to choose. And so many people are in these situations where they are running, colliding with these drastic visa issues. So this um, uh, great asset of not having that problem. And, you know, what I'm really enjoying actually at the moment is not knowing. So I have this vague idea that I will return to England in April or May, but that's exactly the vague idea I had last year, and that didn't work out, Um, and quite fruitfully so, I would say. So I'm actually feeling active pleasure in not knowing and not having a plan for how next year will pan out at all, not having any vision of it. And I'm so used to this thing of you know you're planning for a couple of months ahead and then this is on in this month and this is on in this month and we all had that this year and we all saw everything evaporate you know that sense of like whoosh your diary and when you were you know that bit in I don't know the middle of the year where you were still working through your diary and everything was crossed out and you're looking at this ghost of the year that was going to be and um, I'm I'm kind of loving not having all that type of stuff scheduled in um, and that which is being scheduled in is the things that would happen anyway and aren't really dependent on travel or a kind of, I think, yeah, getting out of an event schedule, I guess, or really thinking differently about what events could entail, And we're actually doing an event about that Um, in January. um, Radmin, a reduction is the name of the event. And it's actually a long, maybe five-week event about how to organize events under these exact conditions of total uncertainty. Just sort of based on all of the, you know, we, we need events of certain kinds and all of our training and skills in how to do events is relatively useless um, in these conditions. So that, that is actually one of the few things that I do have planned for next year is um, this uh, beyond event, collective event.
1: That's actually really inspiring, Kate. Thank you so much. That's, that that idea about um, you know being inspired by uncertainty rather than defeated by it, and actually transmuting it into something, and then turning it into a, into a project that's about event, uh, uncertainty is, is actually really, really inspiring. Hua, uh, what about you? How are you uh, managing to account for your multiple possible parallel futures?
2: Um. Well, so I, I decided I'm going to commit more to Korea while I'm here because it, I was fighting against that, I think. So um, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So the, but what I'm finding weird about committing to here and trying to do things is that because it's never, Korea's never really gone into lockdown and the the disruption has been minimal compared to what's happening globally. So um, there hasn't been that big shock to like change things. So I'm, it it feels kind of (laughs) similar to like fighting or struggling against uh, existing infrastructures around work, uh, work life, that sort of Aspect which is quite weighted to work in Korea, like the culture is really weighted to to working than than um, leisure. Um, so, so these are new waters to navigate in terms of uh, what I'd like to do, and and the thing that I'm finding quite enjoyable. Uh, it, now is 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 finding more people um, who 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 do have sympathies around um, a more inclusive society or or, or more uh, just a nicer way of living other than um, just make money and, and, and buy stuff, which is, you know, still, I think that's the, the hegemonic attitude towards most of the world, well, the, the Western world, particularly. So um, trying to find other people who are, who, who have those sort of sympathies or being want to do more things collectively or in solidarity uh, with um, like people who aren't as privileged that's that's been quite nice to see that there are movements like that here which I didn't know about 15 years ago and being able to uh, communicate with them in the way that I like doing which is discursive over a long time over food which I can't do here uh, that I, that I couldn't do that I can't do in England at the moment and and honestly it's been so nice to like be in a room with other people talking even though we're all wearing masks and um, I I really missed working with people and um, I because I have that here I want to continue that without knowing where it's going without any agendas of where it's going to lead to that's that's how I'm Planning to
1: use 21. Yeah, so you're both actually embracing embracing the changes that have been brought about by um, by the by the by the conditions. Yeah, which is really really great to see, and it's also very nice to hear you say who about you know finding finding a finding a, a community whose politics resonate with you in um, in, in 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 Korea.
0: What what this the thematic of this seems to be really surround this idea of living with uncertainty, and uh, as we approach a year of the pandemic, you're particularly well skilled skilled to live with uncertainty, but you're still recognizing certain concerns or conditions that you've had to adapt to. So I guess my question is what what can you separate out the things that, that, you, that have been the, the, the real change from the things that you already had?
3: For me, the real change is social, that there's more people in this now and that they're articulating. You know, people are saying to me, I can see the possibilities in this, in this uncertainty and that in my, you know, in, in their exceptions of the uncertainty and they're seeing that in others so that's i see that the i see the possibility is social and i was thinking this you know right at the start of this happening you know this is an extraordinary breach of things for our lifetimes but it depends how long it lasts and you know even in tasmania you know we have the kind of mini three-month lockdown and and then it didn't last long, and people are kind of, you know, we haven't forgotten because it's it's in our face in every way, but people have sort of, up to a point, gone back to everyday life there, but the nation as a whole hasn't, particularly because of the really severe outbreak and Victor- all the severe response in Victoria. In fact, um, the outbreak wasn't nearly as bad as it's been in many places, but the response was um, extremely strict, so that economic turmoil that's um, been witnessed elsewhere has happened here too. And because it's going on for such a sustained period of time and really has a really long way to run um, and in which direction we really don't know, there is a general sense amongst many people I speak to that um, uh, that conditions for actual change there because people have had to start to change their habits and change their expectations, um, in a way that a shorter kind of, you know, sense of crisis doesn't do. And in Australia, it was particularly vivid coming out of the bushfires because, you know, that was, was literally in our face with, you know, a couple of weeks break between the catastrophic bushfires of this year and the start of the pandemic. Um, so this sense of, um, you know, really just not being able to breathe, the air literally has been running for quite a while for a country that sort of itself is very stable. So I do think that socially, collectively, there's um, that's where my interest is on that question.
0: Yeah, well, so the same thing to you really about, um, I guess, framing it as tools which are the tools that you're going to keep from this process would you kind of offset your life again live in career and work in the uk or you know does this offsetting have a downside to it that's the question
2: um i don't i don't think anything has a downside i think it's what you make of it it also doesn't have an upside i think things just are and the, I've gone over uh, my incredulity of people not t- taking this pandemic as an opportunity to to do things differently. I think, I, like in the beginning, I had like great hopes that people would like realize how nice it is to hear birds all the time and um, like value connections and people and key workers and all the things. I have already been going on this journey of, of, of how I want to live my life. And I've been making changes to my lifestyle so I could live the way I do, which includes like slow travel or, or like communicating with people through the post. And, um, like I was doing that, all that stuff already. And I'm con- going to continue doing that stuff. So it's, I don't think, and I was already used to uncertainty as a freelancer. So like that hasn't really changed for me. It's just made it more so like, like everything, this pandemic just made everything more so. The only thing that um, going forward that makes it seem um, easier or okay any any hopes or, or what I want to do in the future is that I, I need to find more people who, who have commonality with the way I want to do things. Because uh, that's, that's the thing I was missing before more solidarity. And um But that's hard because that means you have to um, divide your energies into not just going forward, but also going sideways. So that's what um, I'm trying to I think that's also part of the uh, uncertainty or the chaos is that you don't know who's around you. and and like making gestures outside is a lot more difficult than forging ahead. Um, But I think that's what this has allowed, this pandemic has allowed a lot more people to seek each other out in, in these kind of like terms. So maybe that's the offset or the, you know, like that, I'm trying to um, do the tide thing, but you know.
1: I think maybe just to, to, to sort of draw the, the conversation to a close, what's just kind of emerged I think in a really interesting way is uh, the discontinuities and, and confusions of in our management of time have also posed some sort of really interesting um, challenge and also given us an opportunity to think about a different way of managing our, our, our social and production systems you know basically it's been a real change to capitalism while we were talking I realized that of course I live half of my life in a world that's structured around project management essentially and sort of you know, three-year plans and five-year plans and time scales and milestones and things that have to happen that's part of my professional life and all that's impossible to manage at the moment and that must be true for all, all kinds of systems of of production and productivity. So actually that, that, that what's happened is this real fundamental challenge to the systems of production that we all inhabit. And, and that disturbance has been very much in the last six months, in the first part of lockdown, when actually those things were clear, you just had to give it all up and, and, and go into go into a minimum mode of production. Now all that stuff's reasserting itself. As Hua said, people people need to make money. They're not gonna change that much. Um, so all those systems of production are reasserting themselves, so you've got both these things going at the same time, the need to actually live differently, and the reassertion of the forces of productivity, and that's particular that's been the particular flavour for me of the last three months, I think, uh, and that's really what we've been talking about is how we manage both those things. So yeah, any, any final comments uh, from Hua, first from you and then from Kate?
2: I'm still mulling things over. I'm 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 trying to do my end of year assessment, um, and then, and I'm starting to wonder like why I'm so tied to this calendar system. And do I need to do this? Cause like time's sort of meaningless. It's just still meaningless, like holidays and these things. I so I don't know. I'm spending a lot of time like in the mountains, and that that sort of helps me. Um, past the time like I I notice the seasons a lot more so if I think I I just want to slow down
1: more Okay that sounds great. Um, Kate uh, any final uh, considerations from you?
3: I find it I guess I find it really refreshing and exciting what you said about these three and five year plans, because to me that all of that stuff was fictional all along. So on one hand, I feel, I I think it's fantastic that all of this kind of manic planning and Gantt cheating is sort of collapsing. And at the same time, pretty um, daunting, this sense that of um, systems really at odds with each other, that this, You know, I agree with you that there's both this very visceral, noticeable, collective desire to live differently and this engine amping up at the same time. So I guess I find that both frightening and that's where the possibility is. So it's not necessarily going to be all sweet, but I think it's going to be very interesting
1: Okay, that's, that's, that's perfect, thank you so much. And thank you Katie for joining us from Melbourne and giving us part of your evening. And also to in, Hwa uh, in, in, in Korea for, for giving us part of your evening to have this conversation with us. Simon.
0: Okay, yeah, thanks very much. Um, and we'll let you get on with the rest of your day. And yeah, that was brilliant. And uh, we'll uh, put this all together. So thanks ever so much and see you guys soon. Thanks Thank Kate. You. Thanks Bob. Bye, bye bye. Bye.
1: lot, both. Bye it's bye. Great to meet you.
0: And you. Bye bye. bye. <laughs> you have been listening to The Parallel State. You are listening to The Parallel State. You have been listening to The Parallel State. You are listening to the Parallel State. You have been listening to the Parallel State.